Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is presented to you by our friends over at MyBookie. Football is back, and so is winning season at MyBookie. NFL, college football, and a brand new cash-out system give you options to bet and win all season long. First two legs of your parlay hit, cash out early and use the funds on another bet, or let it ride for the chance at a bigger payday. Use early cash outs as a tool to stay in control of the action at MyBookie. To get started, go to MyBookie.ag now and register an account for free. When you're ready to make your first deposit, just use promo code TSUS to grab a welcome bonus on the house. That's promo code TSUS to claim your deposit bonus and, for a limited time, a free chip to use in the MyBookie Casino. You can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere, only with MyBookie. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. They're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use that promo code TS. U.S. to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We will start at number 14. The Vanderbilt Commodores. One of the constants is Vandy has stayed at 14. And let me say this. I did consider moving Vandy up and swapping them with our 13th ranked team. However, and even though Vanderbilt's 2-0, I get it. I got to see more out of Vandy. Because I look at the talent level. I look at the roster And I'm still just somewhat concerned. Now, with that being said, Vanderbilt has got a huge opportunity upcoming this weekend when they take on Wake Forest. If Vandy takes on Wake Forest and some other things stay constant, I think there's a good chance you see the Commodores move up in these power rankings. They had a nice win over the weekend against Alabama A&M. Vandy sits 2-0. I'm not ready to move Clark Lee's team off of this spot quite yet. Again, they're doing nice things early. You sit undefeated. This weekend will come the real test. If the Commodores are able to secure that victory and move to 3-0, and there's no doubt in my mind I'll be moving them up my SEC power rankings. At number 13, the Florida Gators. And I notice some of you out there, you say, Chris, this is this is criminally high for Florida. Like they should, I think some of you want me to rank Florida 15th. Like they should be a spot out of the rankings, and we'll just leave a gap there. I'll say this about Florida, guys. I don't, it's weird to say that I feel better about Florida after that Utah game. I think though Graham Mertz could be much better than we're expecting. I I thought he actually looked solid against Utah, guys, and I thought that was going to be their problem this season. I think the running game is going to pick it up for Florida. You know, you got to give a lot of credit to to Utah. Like, I I think they played a good Utah team. I I really do. I think Utah is a very solid team. There's a lot of of middle-of-the-pack SEC teams that would have went to Salt Lake City and lost. Like, there's no question, right? So, I, I look at Florida... I still think they have issues. There's no doubt. They've got to find a way to get Trevor Etienne and Montreal Johnson going. They are going to be nothing without their running game. You know, I I think defensively what you saw from Florida, especially in that second half and throughout that game, really, I mean, after the first play, that trick play, I, I thought Florida's defense was really solid, guys. Their defense was one of the main reasons they were kept in that ball game for as long as they were. 
I'm not saying Florida's going to go win eight games or anything. I'm not saying they should be ranked in the top 10 of these power rankings right now. I'm just saying that I, I was not ready to make that swap because I looked at Florida's loss, and I actually saw some encouraging things. I, I, I saw some things that I think Florida can build on. Now, the big test for them, they got McNeese this weekend. The big test and the big tell is going to be in two weeks when they take on Tennessee. That That's going to be the big one, right? If they're able to give Tennessee a tough game or, God forbid, beat the Volunteers in the Swamp, which, of course, Tennessee will talk more next week. They have not beaten Florida in the Swamp in, what, 20 years, I think it's been. 2003 was the last time. So that will be the big opportunity for Florida, but I was not ready again to make the swap with the Gators and the Commodores because I actually think there were some encouraging signs out of that game against Utah, especially when you look at Graham Mertz, over 300 yards passing. I thought the decision-making was solid. I think he could be maybe slightly better than we were expecting, and I think Florida, they're going to get the running game going, and I think the defense showed positive signs against a good Utah team as well. At number 12, I've got the South Carolina Gamecocks. And guys, you know, South Carolina sliding down three spots from our week one rankings. They were at number nine, at number 12 now. You give up nine sacks and have negative two rushing yards against the North Carolina defensive front that, yes, they're improved. They added some players, the Fox kid, you know, Miles Murphy returned. They they added some players, though, that they feel really good that their defensive front is going to take a major step forward. But I don't care what team it's against. I, I don't care if you were playing Georgia. I, I don't give a damn what defensive front you were going against. Nine sacks, minus two rushing yards. The way you looked in that defeat, South Carolina deserves this slot. They absolutely do. That looked like a Gamecocks team that may not win more than five games. I really, truly, genuinely. Now, again, there's opportunity to move back up this list, as for all these other teams as well. Defensively, you know, we talked about the, the front seven and the defensive line, specifically the edge position. Now you know for a fact that Mo Kaba's out for the year. Your linebacker position takes a hit yet again. South Carolina defensively is right, right back on the path of surrendering 200 yards per game rushing, you know, not, not being very good defensively as a whole. An embarrassing defeat. I mean, just a flat-out, and I don't think this fan base is, is overreacting or anything or needs to find some joy. Like, this fan base is reacting very rationally to a an abysmal start to year three of the Shane Beamer era. Encouraging signs from Spencer Rattler. There were things that you like to see. You know, the, the, the passing yard numbers are nice. And the thing that was encouraging the most to me was the way he protected the football. But again, guys, the thing that jumps out, the way Drake May operated against your defense, the way that he had no pressure all night long, forcing a big fat goose egg, zero sacks, and then North Carolina just living rent-free in your backfield all night long, accumulating nine sacks. Your leading rusher to Kevion Joyner having 23 rushing yards, 16 tackles for loss. The Tar Heels accumulated South Carolina, deservingly so, in the number 12 spot. At number 11, I've got the Mississippi State Bulldogs. And I think the biggest thing for Mississippi State and their fan base 
is the adjustment period of realizing that this is no longer the air raid. The way that Mississippi State used to win games, that's the way they used to win games, right? Like, this is a new era. There's no doubt. This Kevin Barbe offensive scheme, they're going to run the football. You saw Mississippi State run it for over 200 yards. You know, Will Rogers was efficient, but it's funny, like, you know, I talked to some of those from Starkville. Like, they, they were very unsettled after that win over southeast of Louisiana, right? Like, and I, and I think it comes from not doing air raid and, and everything that Zach Arnett and this coaching staff do. It's, it's all going to be compared to what Mike Leach was doing and, and his style of play, if you will. You got to get over that if you're a Mississippi State fan. You, you, you've got to put that behind you. This is a new era. And Mississippi State, it looks like, I mean, how much they really show in week one, we shall see. They got a big one upcoming this weekend against Arizona. But I think their style is just going to change drastically, guys. I mean, I think it's going to be run game. I think it's going to be defense. They're very experienced on both lines of scrimmage. But you can win that way at Mississippi State. You can absolutely win that way and and win at a high clip. And I think that's what they're going to try to do. So, you know, an impressive start, of course, guys, we mentioned it was cupcake weekend in the SEC. I thought there were encouraging signs, though, from the Bulldogs, taking care of business, leaning on a really solid running game. And you've got a quarterback in Will Rogers that while I think, you know, there's going to be some bumps in the road early in the season with that new offensive scheme, I think you've got the quarterback in Will Rogers. I love the running back marks back there. Again, they're big, physical, and experienced on both lines of scrimmage. You've got some fantastic linebackers as well. I like Mississippi State thus far. I've got them 11th in our SEC power rankings for week two. Moving to number 10, I've got the Missouri Tigers. And it wasn't an, an overwhelmingly impressive win over, what was it, South Dakota back on Thursday. You know, but I think for Mizzou, the best thing that came out of that ball game was this. I think you know who your quarterback is. I, I think it's Brady Cook. I, I think Brady Cook's your QB1, and a lot of folks in that fan base are not going to be happy to hear that. But I think he is the QB one of this football team. I, I thought Sam Horn did some nice things when he came in, but but Brady Cook just looks the part. He looks the part. He looks like the guy. He looks like the leader. I love Luther Burden, by the way, on the outside. Uh, Pete and others in the backfield, that rushing attack. And, of course, that defense, you can win with that defense. Mizzou is going to be a tough out week in, week out because of that stingy defense. The big test for Missouri comes – I believe it's next weekend when they take on Kansas State. If you beat Kansas State, all of a sudden, Mizzou should be 5-0 and when LSU comes to town. And after what we just saw with LSU, which we'll get there more in a second, but after what we just saw with them, who knows? That game in Como could get, could get kind of sideways. So Missouri at number 10, uh, the big test for them coming again next weekend, Kansas State. But I liked what I saw from Brady Cook. Of course, you love what you see from that defense. Luther Bird on the outside. I think there's a lot of positive feelings around Como as there should be. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. At number nine. I've got the Auburn Tigers. What a start to the Hugh Freeze era. I know, I know. It was UMass. But guys, you can just see it. You you can just feel it. Like when Hugh Freeze takes over, there's a sense of energy. There's a sense of excitement. And Auburn football looked different than it's looked in years, right? I mean, doing what it should have done against a team like UMass. I thought Peyton Thorne was very efficient, their quarterback. Robbie Ashford, the way that they used him in the red zone, would he have three rushing touchdowns that ball game, I believe? You know, you saw Auburn playing a very physical style of football, flying around defensively, making big plays. I believe they had a pick six and a scoop and score in that game, if I do do recall correctly. You know, Auburn's going to have some much stiffer tests, and I, and I don't think they're going to be an eight or nine win team or anything, but do not be surprised if Auburn pulls a big upset or two this year, do not, do not be surprised at all. This is a team in Auburn that obviously slid up my power rankings. And I think it's just because, and maybe it's an overreaction by me, but I'm just, I'm starting to, you saw in that first game against UMass, like the Hugh Freeze effect. Now they've got a big one this weekend at Cal. They were six and a half point favorite. We'll talk more gambling spreads here in a bit, but that's a game all of a sudden you beat Cal on the road, you move to 2-0, and you, you create a lot of positive momentum under Hugh Freeze for your football team. Auburn at number nine, though I love what Hugh Freeze is doing, a great start to the Hugh Freeze era, taking care of business against UMass in a big way. At number eight, I've got the Arkansas Razorbacks. Ho-hum, no big deal. They take care of Western Carolina. Guys, this just really goes back to, I, I love the duo of K.J. Jefferson, Rocket Sanders. I was stunned by the amount of people on, on social media that were kind of up in arms about me saying that K.J. Jefferson Jefferson is the best quarterback in the SEC. Who's better? Who's better? Like, flat out, who do you think's better? Maybe Jaden Daniels, I'll give you that. But when you look at the, the dual threat nature, the dynamic nature, the way he operates... I make a strong case for K.J. Jefferson. And again, of course, you got Rocket Sanders in the backfield as well. They take care of their business. No big deal. Western Carolina, it is what it is. They'll have much stiffer tests, but I love what Arkansas is doing. I I love their potential of being that surprise team in the SEC West. Now, they've got secondary issues. they got to make sure they've got shored up when you face better competition, these high-flying offenses. I think that's something – 
that could be and most likely will be at times an Achilles heel for them. But when you have a quarterback, you have a chance, and they don't just have a quarterback, right? They've got a fantastic running back as well. Arkansas, number eight in my SEC power rankings for week two. The Spurs Up show is brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a flavorful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate the game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. The Spurs Up Show is also brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Download the Game Time app or head over to GameTime.co and use the promo code SPURSUP for $20 off your first purchase. Again, that's promo code SPURSUP, S-P or S-U-P, for $20 off your first purchase. Game Time is the best ticket buying app available that removes all the stress of the ticket buying process. They have things like images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Guys, you can buy your tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps, and you're set. And also, tickets, they're sent directly to your phone. So no more scrambling, searching through your email, trying to find the tickets you just bought. Whether it be the Gamecocks, a concert, a comedy club event, you name it, whatever the event is, Buying tickets shouldn't be stressful, and Game Time is the way to go. Again, that's our friends at Game Time. Go download the Game Time app or go to GameTime.co. And when you do, create an account and use promo code SPURSUP. That's S-P-U-R-S-U-P for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. We move to number seven, the top half of these power rankings, I've got the Kentucky Wildcats, and I know that Devin Leary did not look great. I totally understand that. But I tell you guys, I loved what I saw from Ray Davis. I, I absolutely loved it, what I saw from the Vanderbilt transfer. He was fantastic. That dude is a freaking athlete. He shot out of a cannon, it seems, every time he hits the hole. You know, I thought Kentucky defensively, they were very opportunistic, made big plays. And that was a game – that was a very typical week one sloppy type of ball game. You know, Barry and Brown, Dane Key making big plays. Barry and Brown, of course, in special teams as well. I think it's a situation where I, I think Devin Leary and Liam Cohen, I think they'll get going. Um, I'm I'm sort of unwavered on Kentucky. I'm not ready to sell Kentucky stock because they, they looked sloppy in a 30-point win over Ball State. You know, they, they're going to have stiffer, you know, and, and here's the thing too, though. They've got these first couple of weeks to really get it rolling because they play nobody. <laughs> they just, they play nobody to open up this season. And it's just, I don't know if you want to call it brilliant scheduling by Mark Stoops or, or what have you, but um, 
you know, I, I, I still, I will say this. I still worry about Kentucky's physicality at the point of attack. I, I saw too many instances in which Kentucky got down to the goal line and first down, they're running a play action. And it's like, you're, you're just, you're, you're getting away from what you've done so well at Kentucky. Again, how many conclusions can you draw? I wasn't ready to make any drastic moves up or down with UK. I think Devin Leary will be a lot better. I think he's got a fantastic player in that backfield next to him in Ray Davis. They got Demi Sumo as well, who I think is coming back from an injury, but he'll be a contributor also. And then, guys, Barry and Brown, Dane Key, they got some fantastic tight ends as well. And that's really, really stingy defense. I think Kentucky's going to be fine. Number seven for me in these SEC power rankings week two. We move to number six. And, man, you talk about some offensive fireworks. Ole Miss was a team. 73 points in their win over Mercer. And the thing that jumped out, guys, after the first quarter, I think they were up 28 to nothing or 28 to three or whatever the score was. Jackson Dart throwing darts all over the field. I think after the first quarter, he was like 11 for 11 for for 237, what have you. And that's a great sign because we heard all offseason he's made these strides, he steps forward. Ole Miss is one of those teams, guys, that they're just a headache to play, right? Like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you they're going to beat Georgia or they're going to beat Alabama or they're going to beat LSU, but they're going to make that day when you play them, it's going to be a headache. Like, it's just going to be not very fun for four quarters. And they've got a great test. Upcoming this weekend, guys, they take on Tulane, which I think is one of the sneaky best games of the Week 2 slate. That game's going to be a lot of fun. We'll talk about that game later in this show, hint, hint. Uh, Either way, though, I thought Ole Miss was very impressive in Week 1. I'm a believer in Lane Kiffin, their offense, what they're able to do with the offensive attack. I think you also saw, and again, it was Mercer, but Pete Golding, the defensive adjustments they've made, I think that defense is going to be a lot better under Golding's leadership. Uh, Number six in our rankings, I've got Ole Miss after a blowout, very impressive performance against the Mercer Bears. At number five, I've got the LSU Tigers. They fall three spots in my SEC power rankings from week one to week two. And some of you want to see LSU tumble farther. Listen, I, I, the reason LSU is not as far down as some of you may think they deserve to be I give a lot of credit to Florida State. I I, I was not a believer of Florida State in the preseason. I did not think Florida State was was worthy of the ranking they were given. Uh, You know, I I questioned some of the pieces they picked up in the portal. Would it work? What have you? Okay, we've seen this FSU hype before. Is it for real? FSU's for real, man. I I tip my freaking cap to FSU. They, They are for real. What they did in the second half against LSU was was nothing short of extremely impressive. Keon Coleman's a real dude. The Michigan State transfer. The way they utilized Jaheim Bell I thought was impressive. Jordan Travis was fantastic. I think LSU's going to be fine, guys. The only problem for LSU now is this. They don't have any mulligans left. Like They have to go unblemished the rest of the way, most likely, to make a college football playoff, especially a four-team playoff in which, guys, what, I don't think a two-loss team has ever made the college football playoff. I still believe in Jaden Daniels. I still believe in Malik Neighbors. 
I still believe in that array of weapons they have. Logan Diggs, I don't think he played in that game, was hurt. They've got real issues in the secondary. There's no doubt. they got to figure out also the way they're using Harold Perkins, like what's really the deal with that. they got to figure out how they're utilizing him. You know, the loss of Mason Smith, I thought, was very evident. They're going to get him back, guys. I think they're going to figure things out with Harold Perkins and utilizing one of their best players. But they're not going to face many offenses better or as good even as what Florida State presented. I, I just – I give a lot of credit to FSU. Again, I think LSU is a team. They're still a force in the SEC. They're one of the best teams in the SEC. I don't think they're going to go anywhere. They had to move down because of the loss and the way the loss happened. And some of you will say, well, Chris, what in the world – and by the way, by the way, because the Gamecocks lost, they fell, LSU lost, both teams – fell three spots. So before you go out and say, well, you know, you talk about the way they lose and this, that, whatever. Also, guys, here's the thing. South Carolina got embarrassed against, what, the third or fourth best team in the ACC? I mean, LSU got blown out. Don't get me wrong. They got blown out, especially in that second half. But Florida State's not just the best team in the ACC right now, guys. They might be the best team in college football. One of the best. One of the best, for sure. So, it's not exactly comparing apples to apples, but both teams moved down three slots. Both teams moved down three slots after, you know, blowout losses to ACC teams. But I'm not, I, I'm not pronouncing LSU as dead after one game. So, for those reasons and many more, I've got LSU at number five. At number four, and one of the biggest movers up for me, I've got the Texas A&M Aggies. M- I, I know it was New Mexico week one, guys. I totally get that. Maybe I'm just completely overreacting, but you have to love what you saw from Texas A&M offensively. When you look at Connor Wegman's numbers, you look at the way they were distributing the football to Evan Stewart and Anaya Smith. You look at the running game, right? A running back by committee, but an effective running game. The questions for A&M, they all come down to offense, guys. That defense is very good. I, I could argue it's elite. One of the best in the SEC. Their defensive lines, one of the best in college football. You look at the way they've recruited guys. I mean, they're, they're going to be fine defensively. The biggest question was, is Jimbo Fisher going to take his hands off the play sheet and let Bobby Petrino operate? Now, this weekend, this weekend is going to be the weekend that we really find out, is Jimbo ready to let it go? Because, hey, against New Mexico, I, I feel like it's probably pretty easy to say, oh, you got it. We're going to win this game no matter what. You can take control. You got Miami upcoming this weekend, right? You got Miami upcoming. Texas A&M right now is a four-point favorite in that ballgame. Miami's a solid team. They're not a great team, a solid team, though. And we've seen Texas A&M last year, as recently as last year, falter in games like this. That's going to be the one that I think really tells us. If you see Texas A&M go out and drop a 40 bomb or, you know, have an impressive offensive showing, I think watch out. I think watch out because Texas A&M might be for real this year. Um, you know, but but I felt like moving them up, watching what they did against New Mexico, uh, more importantly, the way they did it with Connor Wegman. I think he can be one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC. He's got a fantastic array of weapon guys. They've got dudes. Like, Texas A&M has got dudes on dudes on dudes all over the field. I thought they were wildly impressive. And for that reason, they move up in my SEC power rankings to number four. At number three, I've got old Rocky Top, the Tennessee Volunteers. 
And, guys, it's almost like they didn't miss a beat. And I know, right, we were watching that game, and early on they go punt, punt, punt on a couple of series. And Joe Milton, who I think still got some things to figure out, right? I, I At some point, I'm not ready to say it yet, but at some point it's going to become unfair to keep asking, can he throw the changeup? Can he throw the changeup? Because at some point you are who you are. And, I, and I'm, I'm tempted to say that now because it's like, bro, Joe Milton, he's not a freshman. This is not his first year of college football. Like, at some point – you are what you are. You've got to, you know, live with some of the bad to get the good. Will it cost Tennessee down the road? We shall see. But you look at Tennessee, what I was most impressed with was the line of scrimmage. 287 yards rushing for the Volunteers. And, you know, that's something that gets lost, right? We think about those big passing numbers for Tennessee. You look last year, Hendon Hooker, Jalen Hyatt. You know why that Josh Heupel offense works, guys? Because they can run the football. They run the football as well as anybody, and it sets up that pass, and it sets up big plays down the field. Those are the things we watch in highlights, but it's the running the football, chipping away at you. That's what makes them so successful. So the fact that that was there was a great sign. Defensively, I know it's Virginia, guys, but they beat a Power 5 opponent 49-13, to and they dominated them in doing so. That defensive front, that defensive line was all over Virginia. They were suffocating. I don't even think Virginia hit the 100-yard mark when it came to rushing. Uh, you know, I, I I think Joe Milton, again, I think Joe Milton, the receivers, I think you saw some of the, the lack of chemistry. I think the receivers were off a little bit. I think Joe Milton early was off. But, guys, this is still a Tennessee team that, like that, they can hit you, man. Touchdown, 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 touchdown. Just move another field. All of a sudden, you blink, it's 28-0. All of a sudden, you blink, it's 35-7. It's, to 7. it's like, what happened? We were just in this football game. It was encouraging signs for Tennessee, I, I, like I told you guys, and nobody wants to hear it in Gamecock Nation. When you have Josh Heifel, and you've got this impressive offensive brand of football, right, and you're able to take the pieces you have, and, and, and I mean, people are going to say, man, Joe Milton, he's suspect. That Tennessee, they, bro, they scored 49 points. Like, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? Now, are they going to be able to beat Alabama? I, I don't know. I have no idea. But, hey, so far so good when it comes to Tennessee, man. I, I think Joe Milton, I think his lack of throwing the changeup, if he can improve on it, which, again, I'm tempted to say you kind of are what you are, It'll be exposed in games against like Alabama, Georgia, when those windows really tighten up and you got to put touch on the football. And we'll see. Maybe he can make the adjustment. And he can improve and, and do some things that maybe we did not see. I'll also say this. Joe Milton's receivers did not help him Saturday, right? I mean, he had that one deep ball in the beginning of the game, just flat out dropped. We saw the arm strength on the display, guys. That was never a question mark. But it'll be interesting to see at the quarterback position how it shakes out. But Tennessee, guys, it looks like to me they haven't skipped a beat, and the line of scrimmage is a big reason why. At number two, the Alabama Crimson Tide. Alabama, it just seems we spent all offseason doubting them. I picked them to go nine and three, right? Fall off. This is the end of the dynasty, and, and I'll say this. I'm not ready to tell you all it's just going to be Georgia-Bama repeating the SEC title. It looks that way after one week, but it's been just one week, Right. But Alabama was wildly impressive against Middle Tennessee, man. And, and we all knew the question was the quarterback position. This is a roster. It's still one of the best rosters in college football, right? It's still one of the best rosters, no doubt. And what Jalen Milrow did, it came against Middle Tennessee. The big, big test. The big test. It's this weekend. Alabama, Texas, 
in Tuscaloosa, depending on what he does in that game, we could either be saying, hey, Bama's back, they're going to win the national title, or Jalen Milrow's no good. They've got question marks at quarterback right off week one because it was against a nothing opponent. But there were encouraging signs for Jalen Milrow in Alabama. You, you, you saw the athleticism on display when the, the bad snap, right? He stays calm, stays poised, picks it up, uses his speed and athleticism to take it to the house. And then the touch on the deep balls, guys, that, that was the big thing, right? The touch on the deep ball, being able to push that football downfield with accuracy, I, I thought was really encouraging. Jermaine, Jermaine Burton, one of those big targets for him in that game that he hit down the field. So, you know, really encouraging signs for Jalen Miller and the, and the rest of the roster, guys. They were running back by committee uh, in that football game. But nobody, I think, ever really doubted the, the roster that Mama features. It was just all about can they figure out quarterback and Jalen Milrose certainly passed his first test, but the big one, and I mean the big one, will come this weekend against Texas. Is he able to do it when those windows shrink? Is he able to do it under pressure? We saw Jalen Milrow last year. Texas A&M, for example, turn the football over. Get happy feet. He was not efficient in that ball game. I think this Texas game, it's going to go one way or the other, man. And we'll know. We, we will know who... QB1 is, truly, for the rest of this season, for Alabama, second half of that Texas game. We're going to know. There's nowhere to hide, right? You're playing what I think is a really good Texas team. It's in Tuscaloosa, but they'll be fired up. They'll be ready to go. Should be a lot of fun. But Alabama, wildly impressive in week one, and for that reason, they move up to the number two spot in our rankings. And, of course, at number one, there is no change at the top, the Georgia Bulldogs sit atop the SEC power rankings yet again for week two of the college football season. And guys, listen, I'm, I'm just, I'm not buying this whole narrative that, well, did you see Georgia started slow? I mean, everybody's going to look for chinks in the armor and, and, and Georgia showing signs of falling off, what have you. Guys, it, it wasn't flashy. It wasn't sexy the way they did it, right? What was it? 17 nothing at halftime. But, dude, Georgia just dismantled their opponent. And as I told you guys before, sometimes a dog likes to play with its food, and I think that's what Georgia did. Kirby Smart mentioned complacency, complacency. That's what we're fighting. How fired up do you think that roster was to take on UT Martin? Back-to-back national champions, you know, no unblemished, the kings of college football. And you got UT Martin rolling into Sanford Stadium. Georgia's going to be fine, man. Georgia's going to be fine. Y- you know, the, the beginning of the season, it couldn't have set up better, guys. They've got Ball State this week, who Kentucky just beat 44-14, to right? So you've got UT Martin week one, Ball State week two for Carson Beck, Mike Bobo, these tackles for everybody to get their feet under them, right? To get confidence built, get momentum built before you take on the Gamecocks in week three. I am just not buying this whole narrative of, oh, man, Georgia started slow. They're, they're not the Georgia they've been the – guys, did we forget last year when Georgia, I forget the opponent, but had a really slow start, kind of an ugly win in non-conference. And, I mean, this, this is not a new thing, man. Are we really going to try to nitpick Georgia to death because they won 48-7 to in week one? That, that's, that's the only drawback of these cupcake games It's like – you can't win by enough to satisfy folks. So, until I see otherwise, guys, Georgia, until somebody knocks Georgia off, I'm going to go ahead and play spoiler for you. 
until somebody knocks Georgia off, they're number one in these power rankings, f- flat out. Georgia is going to have to lose a game for them to no longer be number one, flat out. Or, or that or Alabama is just going to have to be so wildly impressive that it's undeniable of, you know what, they deserve it. But after one week, you're you're not convincing me they should move down or move at all or that Georgia's somehow falling off because the beginning of the game was slow against UT Martin. So again, that being said, the Georgia Bulldogs reign yet again at number one in our SEC Power Rankings for Week 2. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.